Welcome to the Healthy Hair Podcast. Your host, Dr. Amy Brenner, is a board-certified OBGYN with additional certifications in functional and integrative medicine. This podcast is meant to help women find reliable, relevant information to help them feel better, look better, and live better. Here, you will hear in-depth information about hormones, sexual medicine, aesthetics, cosmetic gynecology, and functional medicine. Hey everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Healthy Her. And today we got a really special treat, something I'm really excited to uh, to talk about. We have Dr. Jordana Quinn, and um, I know Dr. Quinn, I took her IV course and uh, something that we plan to implement here in our practice about IV nutrients. And uh, I got to be honest, I've taken several other courses before, and this was hands down the best course, the most information. And so we have Dr. Quinn today to talk about IV vitamins and IV nutrients. So welcome, Dr. Quinn. Thank you. Yes, I'm, I'm super excited to talk about it. There's so much we can talk about. Um, yeah, so tell us a little bit about yourself and your background and how you got into IV vitamins and even teaching IV vitamin courses. Sure. So I am uh, board certified in physical medicine and rehab. I have always been an athlete. And so helping people get back to their athletic goals was always my dream. Um, and early on in my career, I discovered a branch of medicine called regenerative medicine, where you actually use your body's own stem cells and platelets to heal itself. And I've always been interested in how the body can heal itself. And, you know, even in medical school, when we had to do all of our um, talks in every subject, I always took the holistic approach. And so that just really kind of made sense to me. I, I call it common sense medicine, where we can just optimize our bodies. Our body is so special in of itself, and if we could keep our personal machines super healthy and, and as physicians use those already innate abilities to heal itself, um, that that is just kind of what made sense to me. So I started doing regenerative medicine, and I still do regenerative medicine, and then kind of just discovered all of these other areas of medicine that we didn't learn about in medical school, one of them being uh, anti-aging medicine. And anti-aging medicine is really just how to optimize your health. I mean, it's optimal performance, optimal function as humans, and how can we like live our best, live our best selves. So I started practicing in that world. Um, and, you know, so I do regenerative medicine. I do anti-aging medicine. I really just want people, again, to live their best lives physically and mentally, because I truly personally believe if we are physically and mentally uh, intact and sound, we as humans can make the world a better place because we show up as the highest version of ourselves. Um, so that's really my goal for, for patients is to um, help patients achieve achieve health, whatever that looks like for them so that they, so that health isn't the thing they're thinking about all day, right? So that they're, they can function and, and do their jobs better and be better, you know, parents or spouses or, or just a better human and really enjoy life because we only have a limited number of days here. Yeah. Where did you learn um, all of this kind of functional root cause medicine? Um, I certainly didn't learn any of it in medical school. Yeah, I got really lucky. So, um, I mean, I, when I, I har har harassed a doctor again, like 15 years ago that I thought was do well, that was doing regenerative medicine, which again, my passion is still, I mean, sports and athletes and helping them optimize their health. I like helping all people, obviously, but just 
as someone I can relate to that. Um, and so I harassed this doctor and told him to have me join his practice and he hired me. Um, and, you know, as physicians do, I worked for free for a year in his clinic <laughs> um, for some unknown reason now that I think about it. And, um, and then he actually hired me on and he was, he's one of the first and forefront doctors in the anti-aging medicine space. So he's a primary care doc. So I did his regenerative medicine, like his sports medicine type of stuff. And then he mentored me in the anti-aging functional medicine space. Um, during that time, and even now, I just go to a ton of conferences. So, um, but obviously in the beginning, I went to more. So I went to one called A4M, ACAM, ACAM. There's AMMG. I mean, I think as physicians, we graduate residency and then we kind of assume we know everything and we'll go to conferences, but they tend to be our conferences within our specialties, right? So like the American Board of PM&R, the American Board of Internal Medicine. Um, but there's so many other legit conferences out there that can teach you this type of medicine. Um, yeah, and it's just really, I keep investing in myself and it's a financial and a time commitment, but um, you know, we're not done after we finish residency. Right. But so you're, so many doctors are done after they finish totally. residency or totally. they, they learn by drug rep lunches, um, uh, or drug rep dinners. So you're yes. so lucky that you never practiced traditional medicine. I actually, I mean, I did for two years and it was just like, not, it didn't align with my values. And I think that's something else that we as physicians don't realize that, you know, we're part of this system, right? We go through medical school and I think, I mean, I want to say hundred percent, but nothing's hundred percent. So 98% of my class is, was super altruistic, you know, like we as physicians went into medicine to truly make a difference in people's lives. Um, but then it just becomes this kind of brainless activity that we do. We go to medical school and then we apply for residency and we're all super competitive because that's what the system teaches us. And then we go get a job in a hospital or in private practice. And we don't really think about what our actual choices are because this was the path that we thought. And so then we're in private practice or the hospital and you just kind of get beat down by the system. You assume that this is the way it has to be. You, you get told that you can't do X, Y, and Z for patients. Um, insurance tells you you can't cover things for patients. And you just, I was just surprised by that. And it, but for me, I mean, I guess it was good that I just, it didn't, it really like in my gut and in my core didn't align with my values of like, I wanted to make a difference in people's lives. And I didn't feel like I was doing that when I was a physician. Um, so, I mean, I looked at, I looked for something else and I think a lot of people feel stuck and don't look for something yeah. else. Congratulations um, to you that you realized it so quickly in your career. Yeah. Um, kind of making that jump of, we're going to spend the majority of our time talking about IV therapies and IV vitamin therapies, but a lot of traditional medicine doctors would say that IV therapies are just expensive urine, or even that you don't even need to take any kind of supplements, just, just eat healthy and you're good. Yep. Um, um, so let's see, I will say, uh, yeah, IV vitamins are expensive urine, but before it gets to the urine stage, I mean, your cells are uptaking every vitamin that they can. So as opposed to just eating healthy, I mean, as we get older, we are not able to absorb vitamins and nutrients like we could when we were younger. I mean, and that's just as we get older, we have, we have more and more health problems. And I would say I'm someone who I consider myself healthy. I don't take medications. I don't have any health issues that I know of, but just even over time, you know, like your, your gut isn't able to absorb vitamins and nutrients like it used to be. So doing IV therapies really just helps 
make sure that you get kind of enough vitamins and optimally into your system. Um, and sometimes having supra therapeutic doses, like overdosed from what you could even get through your gut is good because it's going to help um, stimulate your immune system more than it would. And it's going to help, I mean, prevent some chronic diseases. And so you, I don't, you I mean, you can't get everything. So for example, you take vitamin C, your, your body can only actually orally absorb up to 500 milligrams at a time. So it's going to slowly regulate vitamin C into your system. In an IV, I mean, we can put a lot more. I mean, we can put 100,000 milligrams into someone's bloodstream. I don't recommend doing that right off the bat, but you can do that. And so it's going to have a completely different effect than when it goes through your gut. Um, so there are very re real medical reasons to actually do IV vitamins. Um, I think a lot of physicians just say it's expensive urine because they don't know. And because, I mean, we're not taught that in medical school, but we are kind of led down this path of prescribing medications and there's nothing there almost nothing wrong with that it just it's unfortunate because we do learn so much in medical school and we are somewhat brainwashed to believe that we know everything there is about the human body and I will say that we know a ton but nutrition is not one of the things we really learn much about in medical school and so I think it's a lack of knowledge to be honest um, I have seen real changes in my patients with IVs um, with IV therapies in a, in a lot of different ways I've had. I mean, patients tell me their pains decreased. I mean, if someone's sick and you give them 10 or even 10 or 15 grams of vitamin C, um, I mean, their symptoms turn around in like an hour, you know, and does it work 100% of the time? No, but do antibiotics work 100% of the time? No, and does it have side effects? No, <laughs> you know, antibiotics come with a lot of side effects and I'm not one who's like completely anti all medications. I just think we should you know, I mean, as physicians, we say we're going to do no harm. And so I think starting with health and natural medicine is the first way of doing no harm. Um, yeah. And even so, in traditional medicine, there are limited examples of how IV therapy is just better. So like if you get really sick, you could get admitted to the hospital for IV antibiotics when correct. oral medications <laughs> fail. Right. Or if exactly. somebody's really anemic, hematologists do something that is covered by insurance of doing IV iron infusions. And yes. we know that is better or hyperbaric oxygen therapy. It's not an IV therapy, but you're flooding the system with oxygen molecules. So, so those are some things that are in the traditional medicine world that are even covered by insurance and mainstream medicine. So, yeah, I think as, as physicians and as patients, we assume if insurance covers it, it's the right thing. And that's so not true. And there's a whole and I don't want to go into politics, nor do I actually personally get into politics, but um, a whole world that I've just barely scratched the surface in of understanding. I mean, I mean, insurance companies and big pharma are just that. They don't care about patients. They're not in it to care about patients. They're in it to make money. And so and then unfortunately, as physicians, again, our altruism um, gets taken advantage of because we also then play into that system, not on purpose, but by assuming that or by just doing that, you know, as opposed to like, hey, we actually are super smart people. Let's think outside of the box. Let's go back and understand a little bit of biochemistry. And of course, this is important. I mean, think about, I don't know, I call it like a lock and key in a boat system, you know, and if you've ever like had to have like the water raise enough to get your boat over into the next area, you know, you need to flood that like literally to push the boat over. And so if you put drops of water in at a time, you never get there. Now that serves a purpose and it's the same thing in your system, just like what you said with the antibiotic example. It's like, yeah, it does. Some, I mean, I do steroid injections or used to, you know, into people's shoulders. That's way different or 
any part of their body, but you know, like way different than having someone take oral steroids. It just is not the same thing. Um, so I think it's lack of knowledge where a lot of that's coming from. Um, and, you know, I will say that I mean, as a physician, before I practice this type of medicine, I mean, I now own my own clinic and I do only what I love in my practice. People ask me that all the time, like, what do you love the most? Or does this really work? And I'm like, I only do what I love in my practice and what I think works because part of my satisfaction is to help people improve their health. Like I, if I never see a patient again, that makes my life, that makes me happy. You know, there's always going to be enough people in the world who have disease or who want to feel better. I don't need to um, make money off of keeping someone chronically sick. And I don't think people or physicians do that on purpose, but that is kind of the model in which we work in now, unfortunately. But it took me a long time to get here. I mean, I've always believed in this for myself and I've always been an athlete and I was raised to eat healthy and that sort of thing. And so it made sense to me. Um, but like as you know, physicians, we need double blind studies for everything. And like when you know something innately in you, um, works you know like do we have double blind studies to show that like a lifelong of being healthy is better than not no but you just know that you know mm -hmm. um i mean the studies unfortunately on taking oral vitamins are terrible because they typically put someone on a multivitamin which likely doesn't have high enough concentrations of any one given thing and then compare it to someone who doesn't take a multivitamin and they're like they're not any healthier and it's like no kidding because again if you took three milligrams of ibuprofen every day, like that's not gonna do anything, right? You need a certain dose to get you to, um, your headache to go away or whatever. And most multivitamins and definitely the ones in the studies don't have high enough concentrations of a thing. And so I use supplements in my practice, much like I would use a medication, where it's for a specific purpose at a specific dose so that we can make therapeutic changes. <laughs> so that's, you know, again, I, I think it's just lack of knowledge and honestly, probably pharmaceutical companies who are trying to, you know, like, oh, it doesn't really work. So we're going to do this study on sub-therapeutic doses of things to prove that it doesn't work, you know? Yeah. So we mentioned briefly about how vitamin C can help you, like if you're sick or if your immune system, but let's just talk a little bit more detail about what are some of the ingredients you're putting in your IVs and, and what they can specifically do for the body. We don't obviously have to go through all of them, but just some of the, the highlights or your most common ones you're using. Yeah, we probably have about 20 different IVs at my office. Um, and I would say probably 10 to 15 of them have some sort of combination of vitamin C, magnesium, potassium, um, trace elements, which is like zinc, chromium, selenium, manganese, um, all the B vitamins, B5, B6, B1, B2, B3, um, B12, uh, what else? And then glutathione. Um, so all of those different vitamins, you know, they all serve a purpose. Most of them are focused on the Krebs cycle, which is the the cycle in our body that essentially produces energy and we need energy for everything. We need energy to blink our eyes. We need energy to breathe. We need energy to grow hair, all of it. And so that's yeah, kind of it's the not just about energy of like not feeling tired, like Correct. every cell in your body needs to go through that Krebs cycle and make energy. Exactly. And so all of these vitamins and nutrients are really focused on optimizing or helping that Krebs cycle function at its highest level. Um, and so, I mean, without, and so that's kind of the long and the short of like most of those vitamins. Now doing, you know, more of one and less of another 
will work. I mean, people come into my office when they're actively sick. So we actually saw a bunch of patients. I mean, even now COVID numbers are rising, at least in Denver. Um, and so we have people come in because you're going to feel better. And honestly, I was a skeptic too at first. I mean, I'd get like a, a it's called an IV Myers, which kind of just has a little bit of everything, but it's a quicker IV. And I tend to be impatient. So when I worked at the other clinic, I'd always get that one because it was like 20 or 30 minutes and I'd be in and out. And I always got one before I'd get on planes just to optimize my immune system. And this was, I mean, we're talking back in I don't know, 2010 or something because um, it made sense to me. And then, and I was just like, oh, do the other ones really do anything? You know, whatever. Um, and then one day I was a little bit sick and just didn't feel good. And I came to work and I got their like immune one, which is a lot higher dose vitamin C. And I mean, within 45 minutes, my illness like had completely turned around. I mean, I felt rejuvenated. I felt like I had energy. I wasn't sick. Now that being said, you know, was it completely gone at the time? I, I don't remember. I've done it now many times since. And sometimes like I feel better immediately and then still kind of at night get pretty fatigued. I'm talking about being sick. You know, so does it make it go away 100%? Not all the time, but sometimes I've definitely had that rapid of a turnaround. And it just like every time, you know, the human body blows my mind. And it's yeah, cool. I would imagine it probably is like how fast you can get in. You know, how there's that like that couple hours, like, am I getting sick? I have a little bit of a sore throat. Yes, like yes. Getting in like on the front end is, for that is super important, but you still feel good. You know, later on, it just, again, depends on how sick you are and how bad you feel. Um, so we do it for that. I mean, I know a lot of IV bars are opening up and they'll do it for hangovers and things like that also serves a purpose. It's giving you your B vitamins that are depleted during a hangover and rehydrating you. And it depends on what people are putting in their IVs, but you could obviously put in medications to help you feel better as well. Um, we don't do that. I mean, we are not an IV bar, so we don't typically do a bunch of those IVs at my office, but you know, we have the ability to, um, what other specific IVs? I mean, I see a lot of patients that are trying to optimize their performance. So I see a lot of athletes. So we have one that has some amino acids in it that will do when people are training for events or after like a long race of any sort, just to uh, recover more quickly. Um, what about aesthetics? I've seen some. Uh, we do have an aesthetics IV that has higher dose of glutathione. Glutathione IV is very good for your skin. I mean, and topically, it's good for your skin as well. Um, you have yeah, to be able to elaborate on, I mean, a glutathione has a million health benefits, but for the listener who's not familiar with what glutathione is, I mean, glutathione has so many health benefits. So it's, it's your body's probably most potent antioxidant, um, which means it's, it's really helping take out like a lot of, let's just say bad stuff in your, in your bloodstream. So, um, much like what we're trying to do with just optimizing people's health from a diet lifestyle standpoint, um, Glutathione is also optimizing your liver function. Um, it, it actually can cross the blood brain barrier when you do it IV and it's really hard to get. I mean, even NAC, people try to take orally for that glutathione effect, but it's like so hard to cross the blood brain, brain barrier. So it decreases inflammation in your body. And I can't think of a single chronic disease that is not chronic because of inflammation. So if we can really minimize the inflammation in our body, you're really going to significantly minimize most chronic diseases. Um, so classes the blood-brain barrier, it's good for your brain. I've actually seen um, patients who have had mild Parkinson's and they do a high-dose glutathione infusion and their symptoms during and for hours, it doesn't last forever, hours after the IV are significantly gone. It's amazing. Like, honestly, I wouldn't believe it if I didn't see it with my eyes. 
But the downside of that one is they have to do it. It doesn't last. I mean, so they have to do it a few times a week, which obviously lifelong doing an IV a few times a week is not only annoying, but it's costly from a time and a money standpoint. But um, what else do IVs are, are IVs good for? Um, IV glutathione can lighten your skin if that's something you are looking for. Um, we do some aesthetics in this practice. So we'll do like an IV that has higher dose glutathione just when we're doing like Botox or filler procedures. Um, I mean, your skin, you know, when you, when you have enough nutrients in your body, your skin does, does respond to that and your cells are happy and you not only feel it, but you, you it does actually radiate through your skin. Um, what would you say most people are coming in to your practice for IVs? Is it mainly sports performance or just general health or are people it's coming a, in for a specific medical I mean, problem? You know, because I've been doing this for so long, people do come in for everything. Um, if people have gut issues, like known gut issues, they've been diagnosed with IBS or something like that. Um, for sure, they're not absorbing their nutrients. So I recommend doing a series once a week for four to six weeks and then maintenance of once a month. Um, but then I have people who just find us, you know, because they are hungover and they'll come in or find us because they are training for um, uh, an athletic event. I mean, so I don't know that I have one main one that I do. We do IVNAD, which has become popular in the biohacking and optimal health spaces which is a very potent form of B3 essentially, and can really help with um, anything from addiction to optimizing your cognitive health to more actual physical energy. Um, so we get, I mean, again, I've been doing it so long, we get IVs for a whole variety of reasons. I can't really nail it down to just one. I generally recommend, I mean, and I get this question all the time, how often should I do an IV? And, you know, I think for the general person who otherwise feels healthy, um, without treating a specific condition, uh, I recommend once a month. I think that's a very fair and easy like maintenance. Like come in once a month, optimize your cellular health. Any specific as IV or do you like the Myers cocktail for just general health? Uh, I like, I mean, again, I do, I have a whole many different names for many different IVs. Either the Myers, you know, the Myers is the quickest. There is benefit in doing uh, all of those nutrients within 15 to 20 minutes. That has a different benefit than kind of the longer ones. Um, so the Myers or the immune, those are kind of like the two quicker ones that I have in my office if it's just general health. And I think those are just fine. I don't think you need to go higher dose. Like, you know, like everything else, more isn't always better. Um, and so, yeah, those are kind of my two recommendations for general health. How, what can people expect if they're going to get IV uh, vitamin therapy? Uh, we talked about like you could fill better almost immediately if you're sick, but if somebody's just doing this to optimize their health, maybe have, have better skin, better exercise recovery, help with energy, what would you expect them? You know, are you going to feel better after the first one, after the first four? <laughs> this is a loaded question. Um, I will say that uh, sometimes people feel not, oftentimes people feel nothing um, because you're, you're optimizing your health. I mean, that's almost like saying like, what, you know, it's almost like your physician telling you, you should eat more, eat broccoli every day because it's better for your health. And then someone saying, well, what am I going to feel? I mean, I don't know. It's just, you know, it's better for you. You know, it's right. good for you. So, um, so yes, those things can happen. I had one, I had one patient and it was one, uh, she was doing IVs once a month um, because her husband had wonderful effects from the IVs as far as energy and 
uh, everything goes. And she came in and kind of skeptical. And I don't know how many months it took, but I think it was like around month four. She was like, huh, I have been diagnosed with fibromyalgia and my pain is almost gone. You know, and I was like, wow, I was not expecting that. I mean, I didn't tell her that's what it did. And, and I just think it's, again, if your cells can function at an optimal level, then they can deal with inflammation and pain and things like that. But if we're always subpar and just trying to kind of, you know, doggy paddle or, you know, swim to keep up, like we're never going to get there. Right. And so, um, so I would say sometimes you feel nothing, but you just know that you're doing what's right for your body. I mean, my athletes who are recovering, they notice quicker recovery for sure. Um, and again, if someone's sick and they come in and get an IV, they notice for sure. But most of the, if we're just trying to maintain, you just have to trust that you're doing what you're doing because you're maintaining optimal health. Like you don't always feel something and that's just not how it is in preventative medicine or optimal medicine. You just do the things because studies show that this is what's best for your body. Right. Um, we talked earlier about some of the data on different nutrients and how the data sometimes companies will do things and, you know, you use such low doses and then you don't get an effect. Um, and that's their argument that vitamins don't work. Um, I, I'm in the camp, obviously, that vitamins do work, but it isn't the magic bullet. So I'm sure you talk to your patients that this is just one of the many things that we're doing to optimize your health. Um, correct. I mean, so some patients just come in for an IV, you know, and I honestly don't even see them. And this is, I mean, IVs are just a small part of what I do in my practice. Um, so when it's part of their general medical evaluation and I'm recommending IVs, yes, it's just one small thing. I mean, IVs aren't, aren't the end all be all. I mean, health in general is an all encompassing health is work. You cannot assume, you cannot take a passive role in your health. You cannot assume that you're guaranteed health and you don't have to do anything for it. People look at me and they assume like, oh, you don't get, you're just healthy. You're just whatever. No, you know what? Like I work out most days a week and I make a, you know, a conscious effort to work out most days a week. My husband and I talk about going to the grocery store and cooking all of our meals most days for a week. I wake up and I have a meditation or breath work routine that I do most days per week because I know these things are good for my physical health, for my mental health and everything else. And so, you know, my health, I put in just as much work in my health as I do in my job. Yeah. And that's just that. But I know that like I am better off for it. And when I come to work, I'm more focused and I'm more present um, and more productive, to be honest. And so I say that with like the IV conversation, it's just a very small part of the whole conversation of greater health. And so I'm having that conversation with my patients of, you know, I mean, I go like my initial visits are very in depth because I want to know everyone's stress levels. I want to know exactly what they're putting in their mouth. I want to know exactly how much exercise they're doing per day um, because it's never just one thing. Right. I know you got to go. So I got three questions, but we'll wrap it into one. Okay. What about contraindications? potential complications, and what are your thoughts of all these IV bars popping up? Okay, I'm gonna try to say it as fast as I can because I do have a meeting and I apologize, but let's see. Uh, contraindications, I mean, if you're in heart failure anytime, you can risk fluid overload. If you have kidney failure, there can be some nuances as to which IVs you do or kind of what uh, someone should be checking. You should be checking a creatinine and kidney functions. Um, so that which leads me to the IV bars popping up is they're not all safe. While the IVs are mostly safe, um, there are some contraindications or some things that should just 
need to be checked because you can really put a patient's life at risk when you're sticking something in their veins. So the IV bars drive me crazy because it's usually run by people who haven't been well-trained in how to do IV medicine. Sure, any nurse or any physician or any, I mean, even MAs can stick an IV and start an IV in someone, but that comes with a huge responsibility that people are not taking seriously enough. I mean, you can kill someone, period. Um, now, most of these IVs are super safe. So the reality of that happening is, is it's pretty small, but once more and more IVs start, bars stop, start popping up and people aren't practicing sound medicine, they're gonna get shut down and it's gonna affect my practice too, even though I'm practicing sound medicine. So I think IV bars should honestly be illegal if there isn't a well-trained physician on staff. Um, I mean, cause I've gone to them and like, they have no idea. Oh, you wanna be 12 shot? Sure, for sure, be 12 shot is safe, but it's just the nuances of, of practicing medicine. I mean, so IV bars drive me crazy. However, they're mostly very safe. Um, yeah, and so I do think even that, as a doctor, I've been, you know, it's taken me quite some time to get this going because, you know, I want to do it right. And I think you are like mixing something and putting it in somebody's IV. You really, I feel like you really need to understand the, the biochemistry, the, why you're doing it, why you need an IV. You shouldn't just let people come up and like order off the menu of like, I, I agree. want this. Totally. It's worth, it's worth a conversation. So, I mean, on that note, I will say that if you're a physician out there, I do have a course, which we can put in the show notes. Um, if you want to take an IV course, I've done it. I'm approachable. I'm reachable. I really am passionate about helping physicians start IVs in their practice because I don't see why other people are doing it and we're not. And then if you're um, a, well, if you're a physician or if you're a patient in the kind of greater um, conversation of overall health, I've created a course called Optimal Wealth, spelled W-H-E-A-L-T-H, which is a six-week program on how to truly make many steps to optimize your health. And you can take that course. It can all be online. You can do it with or without live coaching, but it's really, I've had patients take that course and just, they get good information on really how to make the small changes in our life and stop making excuses and start, you know, making changes. So we can put those if you don't mind in the show. Absolutely. Notes. We will. And I will vouch for your course. I love your course. You've been great on feedback and questions and I've taken others in the past and, and never felt comfortable and taking your course is, is, was, was really helpful. Where Good. can people find you? you? Started. Yes. Um, people, people can find uh, me as a patient at www.koremedicine.com, coremedicine.com or Email us at info at coremedicine.com and all of my handles on social media are core medicine. Thanks so much for joining us. Thanks for having me. Thank you for listening to this episode of Healthy Her. You can find us on Instagram, Facebook, and the web. Go to www.dramybrenner.com to learn more. This podcast is for general information only and does not constitute as medical advice the practice of medicine, nursing, or other healthcare services. No patient-physician relationship is formed. The information in the podcast and any references, material, or links are at the sole discretion of the listener and not meant to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Listeners should not delay or disregard obtaining medical advice for any medical issues or diagnoses that they may have 
and should seek medical advice from their healthcare provider for any such conditions.